Walking distance is supported by Gosmer Gear. On my recent shakedown hike on the Superior Hiking Trail, I had big wind on a ridge. But my Gossamer Gear trekking pole single tent called the One barely moved. At only 17 ounces, the One packs down to the size of a hamster. But it's bomb-proof with loads of room inside to sit up, store your gear, and stay dry and safe from the bugs. That's why Gossamer Gear is my choice for the Continental Divide Trail. Oh, and I'll carry it in the Gossamer Gear Gorilla 50-liter ultralight backpack. And as a listener of Walking Distance, you can score 15% off your next order at gossamergear.com. Just use the code WALKINGDISTANCE, and you'll get 15% off some of the highest quality lightweight gear out there. Walking Distance is your code on your next order at gossamergear.com. A lot of the, the stuff that gets people off trail, I mean, other than, you know, physical things like injuries is, you know, missing people and, and missing home. That's one thing that's really given me solace is all the reasons I'd want to go home are going to be on trail, you know. So with that, that's really, I feel, going to carry us into Canada, I hope. From the Trek, this is Walking Distance, a show for hikers, trekkers, trampers, and wanderers that proves any place worth seeing can be reached by walking there, and that it's even better when you carry all you need in a backpack. I'm Blissful Hiker. Jason Gayhart lives in South Carolina and is hiking this summer with his family. Hiking all of this summer with his family. Jason, his wife Jackie, and their three kids, Jessica, 16, Jack, 12, and Jace, 8, are hiking the Continental Divide Trail, 3,000-plus miles along the Rocky Mountains from Mexico to Canada. The Gayharts join a growing number of hikers who are taking their kids with them on long-distance trails, discovering the magic of being in the outdoors full-time and sharing in its joys and its hardships. I caught up to Jason after he took two flights from Florida and a long bus ride to Lordsburg, the last stop before the southern terminus, where he and his daughter would eventually meet up with the rest of the family, who move a little bit slower and are hiking ahead right now. I was curious about the why and the how of such an undertaking and what was required to make backpacking work for kids. Coming from the East Coast, it seemed the natural choice to walk the Appalachian Trail, which they did in sections for practice, but they all agreed as a family that the CDT was calling them. Well, you know, we our original plan was to do the AT, you know, and then pitching it to the kids and, and you know, like it's kind of go big or go home sort of thing. And I um, I created like a little quiz, you know, about, you know, various terrain you want to see, animals you may want to see, you know, weather you might want to experience. And uh, everybody sort of voted on the CDT. So what, why a through hike? I mean, this is like a four to five month commitment. It is. Yeah. And I'm a teacher. So, you know, getting out of my uh, teaching contract and the logistics of, of getting the kids, you know, squared away in terms of school and all that. It was, it, I moved mountains to, to get that done or we did anyway, but it's an adventure, you know, you only live once. So, you know, why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you mentioned school. I mean, the kind of the first thing I'm thinking of is that, oh, this is summer, so they don't have to worry about school. But I guess it's not really yet the kids are out of school. So right. how are you going to handle that? If there's something, you know, positive we can glean from COVID, the remote learning aspect of it has really facilitated our ability to do this. You know, we can, um, we brought laptops and, and when we get into towns and, you know, the kids hit the books and, and we help them and, you know, they get caught up and head to the next town and hit the books. 
you know, until we only got about four more weeks of school where we're at. So it's only a little bit um, and then we'll be smooth sailing. Yeah. I mean, it's like the best family vacation ever. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're looking uh, at. I just graduated. uh, And so uh, before I transition into, you know, another position um, where I'm not going to really have summers off, you know, we needed to kind of do it. And, you know, if you think about it, like how, how often do you, do you spend time together with, you know, experiencing the same things with, with everybody in your family, you know, and, and especially as a teacher, you know, I talk to my students and I ask, you know, like how many times do you eat dinner around the dinner table? It's, it's kind of sad. It's only two or three times maybe. Oh, I know. Right. Everybody's off doing their own thing and, you know, to, to kind of come together and, you know, be in each other's presence for five months, you know, and the, the tears and the laughter and the good and the bad and all of that. It's going to be good. So have they always hiked since they were little, since they were babies? I mean, have you always had them with you? Well, I mean, for the most part, yeah, we, we kind of dabbled and then we got a little bit more serious and we kind of got real serious. And so um, a, gr- a great story is uh, my youngest, who's three, we were uh, in Gatlinburg and th- he had it in his head. He was going to hike to Rainbow Falls. It was like six miles. And he did. He did not want any help. Uh, and he got all the way there. Now, I, I had to carry him all the way back down, but <laughs> a pretty tenacious kid. He's if, if we're able to finish, he'll be the youngest one to do it. And that's something that he's really excited about. That's something that like we're kind of excited about, you know, it's kind of motivating us, pushing us along. So and I'm wondering about each of the kids. I mean, how do they hike? What's their style? And and, um, you know, who who kind of pushes each other along? Well, you know, and that's that's the kind of the, the cool thing. We like there's there's moments where each one of us are kind of like not feeling the trail at that moment. And it just so happens like because there's five of us, it doesn't happen where all five of us feel that at the same time. So, you know, I might be dragging tail a little bit and everybody else is kind of motivating me along. And like I said, my wife, she's um, one of the slower hikers. Like we just got done doing um, a section from Fontina Dam to Clingman's Dome uh, to prepare for this. And, you know, she was kind of falling behind. So we let her lead. Slowest person sets the pace and we just, we, we knock it out. So we just really lean on each other you know, and in, in, in the solidarity that we have as a family. That is so cool. So I want to ask about, like, how you're managing the logistics, like the gear and stuff. Does everybody have to carry pretty much their own weight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got, I mean, you got to do your part. And um, and everybody does. Uh, like, Jace, he carries most of his stuff, and I think he's carrying our tent. And so, yeah, everybody pulls their own weight. Nobody's uh, social loafing or anything <laughs> like that. Do you share a tent? How many tents? Well, so they have a big Agnes Copper Spur UL3, so a three-person tent, and then we have a, a two-person tent. And then when we catch up to them, we'll send the two-person tent home and get our other Copper Spur. And so that way we'll have two three-person tents and we'll have a little bit of space. And then that way, you know, if, if someone's wanting a little bit more privacy, instead of having three people in the tent, it could be two or a little bit more space, kind of rotate that out. It just gives us some flexibility. That's really nice. Yeah. And you share the cooking, the cook stove and all of that. How do you plan meals? That's a lot of people, five people. So basically, we assign three kids, three meals. So my daughter, she's taking care of the dinners. My middle son is taking care of the lunches and the Jace is taking care of the breakfast. So when we stop uh, into, you know, towns, we hit the Walmart or Family Dollar or whatever it may be, you know, they have their task to keep it in budget, get a calorie to weight ratio that's that's optimal for what we're doing. And, and so it gives them that responsibility and, and kind of taking some of the math and stuff 
stuff that like Jace is learning in school and kind of making it real world and applying it and, and, and that sort of thing. So again, really kind of dividing and conquering. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, this is a real learning experience for these kids too. Well, you know, and, and as, as a teacher, you know, like it, it may be uh, uh, oxymoronic, but, you know, not all learning happens in the classroom. Yeah. So, you know, getting out on trail and like actually living and see what it means and, you know, have them kind of field those logistics and troubleshoot those problems and make mistakes and learn from them. That's, that's all, that's all good. What are you looking forward to the most on this trail? You know, I, I, I've pondered that a lot. Um, I, I really plan to write a lot. I'm looking forward to some growth, but what growth, I don't know. You know, having expectations is something I, I kind of guard myself against. Um, just kind of let it happen to be more mindful. I've thought a lot about it, but I'm trying not to think too much about it because I, I kind of want it to happen organically. In, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of the change uh, that's going to happen because, you know, when you get post-trail depression, and which I know for a fact I'm going to get, um, you know, after this monumental uh, once-in-a-lifetime experience, you know, going back and sitting at a desk just sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there'll be some rainy days where you're, you'll be ready for a desk. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's... Lots of things on this trail that are, are dangerous. I mean, you'll, you're going to probably encounter some rattlesnakes in New Mexico, um, grizzly bear up north, snow and and weather and stuff. How are you preparing and, you know, planning for that and, and uh, helping the kids to be mindful of what's coming up? Well, it's uh, so a couple of ways. Like my, my middle son, Jack, um, he's in a magnet program called Zubot. And it's a zoological uh, magnet program where they learn about plants, animals, botany, all this, uh, that sort of stuff. And part of what he's doing for school with that is sort of a, a project. And so preparing is, is you know, first and foremost, is going to be knowledge. You know, what's out there? What do we need to guard against? What do we, you know, what sort of precautions, that sort of thing, you know, not to go in there just, you know, willy-nilly or anything, um, you know. So for, for rattlesnakes, I mean, just being knowledgeable about, you know, their habits when they're out, when they're not out, what you know kind of giving them a wide berth. Not really too concerned about grizzly bears. Um, everything I've heard, that's not really going to be concerned. It could be, obviously, we're going to carry bear spray and take precautions, of course. You know, the the, the big question mark in my mind are the mountain lions um, with, you know, someone who's eight years old and 12-year-old on trail. And that's that's something that I'm worried a little bit about. But again, you know, I'll have the kids kind of hike in the middle, hike in the back, and you just remain vigilant. Keep your head about you. For sure. That sort of stuff. I mean, you talk a little bit about kind of letting things happen and, and, you know, taking it as it comes. But, you know, it is a long trail. And through hike, you really do need to plan to make miles or you're never going to get through it. Um, what are your um, goals for mileage? Well, so, you know, we, we've kind of averaged it out like 25 miles by the end, average 25 miles, but um, we, we have to buy our zeros. That's kind of how we're looking at it. So we got to hike, you know, if we hike like 22 miles and we do that, you know, three times and we, we bought a zero. And, and so just really kind of keeping that at the forefront, being strategic about what we want to kind of see, uh, that sort of thing. So for if we know we're going to want to linger in, in the Gila or, you know, see cliff dwellings, then we know we need to kind of beat feet in some other places. And um, and so, yeah, we're, we, we want to make sure that we're, we're sticking to an average uh, per day. But I have to really guard against looking at this like work, you know, like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, that's good. You know, that's going to get you to Canada, but that's not why we're out there. So it's it's striking that balance. And, you know, experience is the best teacher. I have, you know, what I'm thinking. Um, and the trail may show me that I'm an idiot. You know, <laughs> and that the trail will provide and uh, it'll provide guidance as well, I think. Well, Jason Gayhart, thanks so much for talking with me and good luck. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate you uh, you uh, willing to to talk with us. It's very cool. Jason Gayhart is hiking the CDT this season with his family, ranging in ages from 37 to 8. I'll likely meet the Gayhart family in person somewhere in the middle since I'm starting the CDT in Montana. We actually met online, though, through the Continental Divide Trail Facebook page. Someone commented on their post saying, You're going to rock it. Kids can do anything. It's the adults that limit the kids. I think there's some truth to that, thinking of the three-year-old Jace determined to walk all by himself up to Rainbow Falls in the Smoky Mountains. Jace is just a few months younger than Buddy Backpacker, the youngest kid to hike the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, and the Colorado Trail, who is right now hiking the Continental Divide Trail himself. So it's definitely a motivator to finish. But as Jason points out, it's not just about getting miles and reaching for a goal. There's something that can happen out there on the trail as far as bringing the family closer together and teaching children how to plan and manage money, food, and time, as well as how to be present in the moment and take the good with the bad. I haven't backpacked with kids, but I do see how their sense of wonder and their ability to easily access a beginner's mind can teach us adults a lot about how to backpack and what attitude to bring with us on trail. In in our experience with our daughter and with other kiddos on the trail, there is this innate joy. They're seeing a lot of this and experiencing a lot of this for the first time, whether it be you know, the dappled sunlight sparkling through the air. One time on the trail, the cottonwoods were blowing those little fluff balls around. And our daughter thought that was just the most magical experience ever. Whereas me, I'm like, oh, they're making my nose itch, make them go away. But she thought it was so fun that it's hard not to want to keep going just so you can see them continue to feel those feelings of joy. That's Heather Balog Roachfort, an outdoor writer, adventurer, and the author of Moms Who Hike. We had her on the first episode of Walking Distance to talk about Backpacking 101, and I invited her back because she is one of the foremost experts on taking kids backpacking, mainly because she's done it a lot. Part of the reason she knows a lot about backpacking with kids is because she refused to listen to people who told her that her outdoorsy life would come to an end the minute she gave birth. Yeah, that's any parent in general, whether they you know give birth to their child or they adopt or however they, they get to their kiddo. That's like the common thing is everyone always says that is all going to end once you have kids. And I heard that so many times when I was pregnant as my belly got bigger. I heard it more and more. And I don't know if it's just sheer stubbornness or willpower or an incessant need to prove everybody wrong, but it was really important to my husband and I both that we maintain our lifestyle. We didn't want to have to change our lifestyle to accommodate the baby. We wanted our daughter to learn to adapt to our lifestyle. I do know that you get some of the same questions over and over. Um, about dealing with logistics and gear. So I want you to sort of share what are those main issues to consider before taking a child on a backpacking trip? So there's three stages. There's the infant stage, which is when the parents tend to freak out more because everything's new and you've got this little human football and the football can't take care of him or herself. And that's when parents tend to think it's the hardest because this baby is new. 
But in reality, that baby is still portable and the baby does whatever you want it to do. And so I think that's actually the easiest stage in terms of gear and logistics because the baby doesn't have say-so, doesn't have choice. They aren't crawling around. They aren't going anywhere. Personally, I think the second kind of middle ground is when they're toddler, maybe from age two and a half to five, give or take. I think that's the toughest age because that's when... The kiddos are mobile. They can walk and they want to walk, but that doesn't mean they want to walk where or as far as you want them to walk. But on the flip side, they're also starting to get heavy. So when they tire out, carrying them is a lot more difficult. And that's the age our daughter's in right now. She turns four in the fall and she can probably cover in a day, maybe four miles with a lot of breaks. Um, But it's slow. You know, we'd be looking at ants and picking dandelions and doing all those other things. And then it sounds like for, you know, the folks through hiking this year, age seven, that's when it's getting into what I would say is the easier age in the sense the kid can carry a little bit of weight. They understand what's going on. They maybe have the goal for themselves that they want to cover this mileage. But they also have personalities and opinions at that point, <laughs> and they're definitely going to share them with you in regards to how far they want to go. So the gear situation is kind of going to vary through those three stages. In the beginning, you're going to be rigging a lot because there's not a lot out there for babies in backpacking. It just does not exist. There is one safe sleep infant sleeping bag on the market by a brand called Morrison Outdoors that didn't even exist when my daughter was a baby. So they're very new to market, but then they get older and you can kind of start looking at more normal traditional gear, which is kind of nice. But of course that also means it's going to get heavier. So you have to kind of figure out where you're going to cut weight otherwise. So it's kind of a range depending on which H bracket you're looking at. And gear really seems like it could be an issue because gear is expensive. And for the most part, you and I will buy, you know, our really great sleeping bag, and that's the one we use, you know, through our adult life. But a child is growing. So how do you suggest managing, you know, dealing with gear as the child is is growing and is as growing out of things. Yeah. And that is absolutely, you hit the nail on the head. That is absolutely the number one problem parents are facing because everyone says to start these things earlier, start backpacking when your kid's a baby because they learn to adapt to that lifestyle. But that's also when they're blowing through, you know, their little sleeping bag every six months and that's expensive. So there's a few solutions out there. I think we've chatted about this before, but I just co-founded a nonprofit that's launching this summer that's geared towards family outdoor gear and it's seasonal loaner items. So we have For example, a bunch of kid carriers or a bunch of infant sleeping bags that we'll be loaning to families for the entire summer season for 20 bucks. And then they give it back to us at the end of the year. But aside from that, Facebook seems to be the best place still to find used gear. You know, those Facebook online swaps, um, most cities or towns have all those like buy, sell, trade forums. And most people I know have had decent luck there. And another option is to maybe ask around in your friend circle and talk to them about borrowing stuff. Because again, kids grow so fast that there's a good chance that gear is not done for by the time your kiddo grows out of it. It's just too small. And so maybe you can loan it to another mom friend. Even if you need it back for another kid, that's okay. But that way the gear continues to get used. 
It's better for the environment. And it's also obviously a lot easier on your bank account too. So borrowing gear is huge. Now you're a real outdoorsy family. You were very outdoorsy before you had a child and you're still outdoorsy now. (laughs) And so you made a suggestion earlier to really start kids young and get them into this and get them interested at a young age. But is there an age when they become kind of whiners and unhappy with this? I mean, surely, I don't know if it's a terrible twos. I don't have a child. But, you know, how do you keep them interested and not saying, I can't go one more mile. Yeah, absolutely. And as as for the age, I think it it varies from kid to kid. (laughs) Um, Our daughter's always been a very easy kiddo, but she's at the age now where she doesn't necessarily whine, but she'll come up to you and be like, mama, my legs are very tired. And you're looking at the tent, you know, 200 yards away. You're like, come on, kiddo. I know, I know you've got more than that. (laughs) But so it's kind of a factor, you know, in the early days, they can't whine, they can cry instead, but it's easy to either, you know, boob them down or whatever you need to do. But I think when they get into that age two, age three, that's when they kind of start wanting to push their boundaries with mama and papa, or at least from my experience anyway. And really, it almost becomes an exercise in creativity in terms of different ways to keep your kiddo going. And sometimes, like personally, we're not above bribery. We bring special treats like <laughs> lollipops or gummies. I, you know, I'll definitely carry, I don't even want to share how many, a lot of gummy packages in the hip belt of my backpack whenever we're out. And I'll kind of disperse them to her over time. I'll say, okay, if you can walk, you know, two more minutes, you can have a gummy. I do that all the time because she is definitely willing to work for food. Um, We recently took a family out on a trip. It was their first time. We had five whiny kids ranging in the age from three up till nine. And nine-year-old was exceptionally unhappy with us. We were outside of Capitol Reef and she thought this whole day was just not fun. But the dad turned the whole experience into this really fun, like hunt for magical dinosaur eggs because there were a lot of weird rocks in the area. And so he was racing the kids from rock to rock and they were so engrossed in finding these cool quartz rocks or whatever they were. And they forgot that they were actually moving forward. They were making progress. They were covering distance on the trail, but all they cared about was getting to the cool dinosaur eggs. And It was really amazing to see that creativity in action because their age ranges spanned, you know, six, seven years, but they all enjoyed it so much so that the next three days at camp, they continually talked about it. Like it was this like magical world that carried over each day and continued to work. So little things like that are helpful. And honestly, I don't even know if I should say this, but I'm going to in the sake of full transparency. There's been a few times with our daughter when we're backpacking because she's an only child. She doesn't have kids around. And sometimes if it's like pouring rain, we need to get the set or the tent pitched or, you know, something important, something we need to do quickly. We always have like one show from Netflix downloaded on our phone. And worst case scenario, if we absolutely need to park her for a second so we can get something done quickly, that has actually helped us in a pinch before. And I know I'm going to probably get rocks thrown at me for that, but sometimes it's (laughs) what you have to do to get to the rest of the good stuff. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, you know, the family that's on the CDT right now, um, we're all on the same, you know, private Facebook group for the CDT. And someone made a comment that said, you know, the kids are the ones that really keep the parents moving. They're the ones who are more motivated. 
And I wondered if you had any thoughts about that. I mean, probably not with your child at this age, but um, with other children. Was Yeah. And it also, I help, for me anyway, it helps me realize how little all of us in general, but how little kids truly need, because we definitely live in the society with younger children and toddlers and babies, particularly where we almost coddle them. We're not like a lot of other countries that, you know, more or less throw their young children into the deep end and sink or swim. But I think about our daughter's first multi-night backpacking trip was a five-night trip in Ansel Adams Wilderness out in California. And she was about seven and a half months. And it was a big endeavor. We were like, okay, sink or swim, kiddo, let's do this. And we learned a lot. But one of my favorite moments from that trip was when we got up near 10,000 Island Lake and my husband was running all over trying to find a campsite and we were searching. And finally he was like, why don't you two wait here? So we're not dragging the baby all over the place. I'll go find a campsite and come back. And he was gone for 30, 40 minutes, but he had the tent and everything. And so I took her out of the kid care and we're sitting on this massive boulder and it was a beautiful day. Fortunately, we didn't have to worry about weather or anything, but I was like, what is she going to want to do for like 30, 40 minutes when we're literally sitting on a rock with nothing else? And so I just leaned over and I gave her these two small, you know, quarter sized rocks to play with. And I watched her sit there for 42 minutes, completely enamored with these rocks, banging them together dragging them around in the dirt, looking at the sparkles in the sunlight. And it was just so amazing to watch her experience such little things as rocks. But to a baby, to a young child, all of that is so new and so fresh-eyed. And it was such a good reminder that like, we don't maybe need the flashing toys all the time or the temperature-controlled room or whatever else we all have for our kids. Sometimes a couple of rocks is good enough. Heather Baylog Rochefort literally wrote the book on hiking with kids. Her latest release is Moms Who Hike, Walking with America's Most Inspiring Adventurers. She recently co-founded an organization in Colorado called Wild Kind Closet, a nonprofit that offers low-cost seasonal gear rentals for families. Would you take Liliana when she's seven on a thru-hike? You know, it's funny you ask that because my husband and I were literally just talking about this last week. We were wondering at what age we'd be willing to tackle any form of long distance hike. And I think we both settled on age seven to eight. Um, Of course, that depends on her personality, whether she's into it, because I think that's a huge component. Your kiddo has to be psyched too. If you're dragging her on the trail, kicking and screaming, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be fun for anybody. But based on what I know of her now, yeah, we totally would. So if you were going to give advice to another little girl who just turned seven um, and they were going up a big hill and they were hangry, what would you tell her? I would tell them that next time I saw them, I would bring them a snack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Blissful Hiker, and you're listening to Walking Distance from the Trek. Walking Distance is supported by John Reamer & Associates. On a backpack trip, you wouldn't think of heading out without a map, a compass, and a guidebook. Planning for a healthy financial future is much the same. It's a step-by-step process. And at John Reamer & Associates, You'll get personalized financial advice to help you reach your goals today and tomorrow. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Be inspired at johnreamer.com.
a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, located in Minnesota with over 30 years of experience. How old are you, Finley? I'm seven. Tell me about your backpack. It's psychedelic. It has a very stretchy mesh. Do you know exactly how much weight you're carrying? About nine pounds. Wow. Okay. So what are you responsible for? What's in your pack? I have my camping shoes. I have my rain gear, my my sleeping bag, my clothes bag, my little mini cup, some snacks, like a lot. <laughs> like a lot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so why do you think your mommy wanted to take you along on the Appalachian Trail? Actually, she didn't. <laughs> I just couldn't leave her for six months, and I just wanted to have an experience of being in the woods. Yeah, you seem to have a smile on your face in every single picture. Now, is that just because you're so cute and you like to mug for the pictures, or are you truly happy? I'm truly happy. Finley Percy just turned seven on trail and is a nobo or northbounder on the AT with her mom, Kayla. What's different in their case from the Gayhart and Rochefort families is that Kayla is a single mom. So she and Finn are together 24-7 and doing something tough even for grown-ups. Their extended family is helping from behind the scenes and meeting them on trail, but they're not supported in the traditional sense. They're packing all they need and resupplying in towns and strategizing every step as a team. I've been a single mom for most of her life, so we've done everything together, and um, I want her to grow up knowing she can do hard things and and a good experience so far for both of us, getting lots stronger together. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it does challenge you. What did you do to get ready? Oh, gosh, we did lots of practice hikes, training hikes around our home state of Ohio just to get um, miles under our feet. We um, saved a bunch of money, obviously, Um, tried out gear. We watched YouTube videos of you know, families that have hiked before, um, just to get a little more knowledge of what we were getting ourselves into. (laughs) What was the response from your family when you said you were going to do this? Oh, um, (laughs) they were doubtful, I think. I think they thought I was a little bit crazy um, for trying that, especially taking her out on the trail. They were worried. But yeah, I think they know I'm stubborn and wasn't going to change my mind. So they finally got on board and I think they're they're loving it now. They're loving all the updates and following along and meeting us out on the trail. So, Yeah. So you have set goals for yourself, but I know that you've surpassed your initial mileage expectations. Yeah, we've had three days that have been over 20 miles or 20 or over. So yeah, our longest day so far was 22.5. So yeah, I didn't think we were going to be doing any 20 mile days at all, really, on the AT, um, especially, especially not this early on. So yeah, she's really just surpassing all my expectations out here. I mean, that's really kind of incredible. We sort of forget that like little people have shorter legs. <laughs> they can't take as big strides. So that's huge. Oh, yeah. What was the hardest day so far? You don't have one. <laughs> I, I was just talking to Finley about this, too. I can't even remember like a really hard day that we've had on the trail um, physically. I think the worst days for us are just days that we are fighting. <laughs> we'll both agree on that. Because I think the trail's been pretty kind to us so far. It's just um, the battle between mother-daughter. <laughs> I think that's been the, that's made the days bad. <laughs> I think just because we're spending so much time together um, without an escape. But um, usually it's waking up in the morning is rough. I think we're both not morning people, so we're both a little cranky in the morning. 
Um, and also I, I try to rush her a lot <laughs> just because she has little legs and it's just hard for me sometimes to go so slow and I ask her to walk faster and then it's just a, an ordeal and every, everything uh, <laughs> gets out of hand. It doesn't seem like either of you are whiners. I mean, especially Finn. Yeah, no, we're both pretty tough. Um, I think we're doing all right uh, mentally. <laughs> the trail doesn't really beat us up too bad, even if the weather's bad. And Finley's never complained about the bad weather, walking in the rain and the wind. She's really just a trooper. Yeah, Finn, can you tell me why um, you're not bothered by the rain? I'm just not bothered by the rain. I don't really feel it that much because I have my rain gear on. It it just blocks the rain and the rain runs off my raincoat. So it doesn't really bother me. So it's like wear the right gear and you're all set. <laughs> yep. So um, how do you think this hike and this journey is going to change you? Um, I think the trail is definitely teaching me to be more patient, um, just learning to walk slow and enjoy the, the scenery and the take some breaks and not push myself so hard. I'm just learning so much about her having uninterrupted time all day with her. Unlike in my real life when I only get, you know, a few hours of the day after work to catch up. It's just not at all the same. Every day when we're walking, I get to hear about all her dreams and future goals and what she wants to wear to prom and, you know, extraordinary detail. <laughs> it's just, it's awesome. I'm learning so much about my kid that I, I, I wouldn't have learned otherwise. So I think it's just a great opportunity that we're getting out here. Kayla and Finley Percy are hiking the Appalachian Trail this year, and as of this taping, they're halfway to the finish line and just entered Pennsylvania. Their trail names are Supermom and Supergirl, and they're learning about what it means to hike 20-mile days when one of you is under four feet tall, that food is a huge motivator on any hike, and that being this close and sharing this monumental experience together will be life-changing. I love that Kayla's why for bringing Finn is to help her grow up knowing that she can do hard things. The trail is a teacher, and so are our kids on the trail with us. You can follow Kayla and Finn on Instagram at Mommy and Me Adventures. The Gay Hearts are on the verge of entering Colorado on the Continental Divide Trail as they head north, with an appeal recently on Facebook for a strategy to get their daughter to town to take an AP exam. That's what it's like on the trail for a family. You can follow their adventures on Instagram at The Family Is Real. And I just learned that another family of five, the Gerlachs, completed 2,300 kilometers of the Te Araroa in New Zealand. And their children are age 12, 10, and 6. Yes, the youngest to walk that trail. Congratulations to the Gerlachs. Have you taken a backpack trip with your kids, or are you thinking about taking one? What's it been like so far? What are your highs and lows? What are your questions? Let us know. You can always write us at walkingdistanceofthetrack.co. If you like what you hear, leave a rating and review at Apple Podcasts, and do share this show with your friends. And thanks again to today's title sponsor, Gosmer Gear, manufacturers of high-quality, lightweight backpacking gear and accessories, and my choice for the Continental Divide Trail. You can save 15% off your next order at gossamergear.com. Just use the code WALKINGDISTANCE, all one word, and you'll get 15% off your next order at gossamergear.com. Our theme was composed by Daniel Nass, 
And thanks to Zach Davis, Tina Mullen, and Jackie Marusiak. I'm Blissful Hiker, and you've been listening to Walking Distance from the Trek. <laughs>